Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Setting the stage a little bit, Peter is summoned from a vision that he had in a trance and from an angel visiting somebody and told them to go get Peter who lives in this other city. So they get Peter, he comes, and he comes to preach the gospel. It's good that he came because angels don't get to preach the gospel to people we do. Some of us are waiting for an angel to preach the gospel to your family. You get to preach the gospel to your family. Aren't you glad that you get to preach the gospel to your family? Isn't it beautiful? You get to preach the gospel and you get to use words. So Peter here, he opens his mouth. Say, opened his mouth. Turn to your neighbor and say, open your mouth. And he says, in truth, I perceive, this is verse 34 of Acts chapter 10. In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. That is good news right there. That God's no respecter of persons. If God did something with someone else, he'll do it in and through you. If God touches someone else's family, he'll touch your family. If God heals someone else, he doesn't love them more than you. He loves you just as much. If he touched someone else, he'll touch you. Amen? God is not one to show partiality. But in every nation, whoever fears him, fears him, that's an interesting word there. Uh, phobos means to respect, honor, or fear, to revere, to give glory to. You can either give glory to the devil or you can give glory to God. Whoever fears him and works righteousness is acceptable to him. See, when you receive righteousness by faith, you'll work righteousness out in your life. Because faith without works is dead. Amen? Is this okay? We're just kind of, I'm not even in the message yet. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. He's not just Lord of some. He's not just Lord of a few. He's Lord of all. If he's not the Lord of your life, today is the day to make him Lord of your life. If you wouldn't say, if you came into this room and you wouldn't say, Jesus is the king of your life, today is your day. I'm going to give a call at the end of the service for you to surrender your life to him. Preaching peace through Jesus. He is Lord of all. That Word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. Here's the verse. How God anointed Jesus. Say anointed. anointed. Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing a few people who were oppressed of the devil. Just the people that had enough faith. Just the people that believed the right doctrine. Just the people that had all their ducks in a row and obeyed every law of the Old Testament. Just the people that did everything correct in their life. Healed all those who were oppressed by the devil. There was a great man of God. Um, he read this verse. And he said when he read this verse, he realized that sickness was the will of Satan. And that healing was the will of God. And when he read this verse, he said these words. He said, when I realized that sickness was the will of Satan, everything in me rose up to defeat the will of the devil. He went up to Spokane, Washington. He started a healing rooms ministry and a healing homes ministry. Spokane, Washington had 100,000 documented miracles over the period of the next five years. And the United States government named Spokane, Washington, United States government named Spokane, Washington, the healthiest city in America. 
In order to be a worker in these healing rooms to pray for people, you were, they would pair you with somebody that was dying of sickness and you couldn't actually become a worker until they were healed. You see, because the gospel works. The gospel truly works. Jesus Christ truly defeated sin, sickness, and the devil at the cross. The gospel works. Well, Chris, why isn't it working for me? Just keep listening. Keep hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. If you, if you sit under the word, you will receive breakthrough. You will begin to walk in it. Faith will happen. That's a good word, Chris. I don't know where you're getting this stuff. The Bible. God anointed. Say anointed. The Greek word there, I believe it's creo. I'm going to look it up because I got my little concordance on, on, on my phone. How God anointed. Let's see here. Creo, it is. It's the same word that we get Christ from. Jesus' name is the anointed one. The word there, creo, or, or Christo, in the Greek also, literally means anointed. It means to smear with oil. In the Old Testament, priests and kings were smeared with oil, and it actually released them into service. It was actually a demarcation in the natural over their life, marking the presence of Holy Spirit upon them. But we in the church, we like to put Holy Ghost in the corner. We like to say, Holy Spirit, you stay in the corner and we'll control the move and we'll control what we do. And we'll, we'll allow everything we want to happen, but not what you want to happen. That's why Jesus was always getting into trouble throughout the Gospels. People were trying to kill him. He went to his hometown. He preached a message. He gets up. He quotes Isaiah chapter 61. He says, the spirit of the Lord God's upon me. He quotes the, the message. He talks about the healing of God coming to the region. He talks about all these different things that the anointing would do. And then he says to the people a few offensive things, and then they try to run him out of town. And the people that he grew up with actually tried to throw him off of a cliff. Imagine, you know, Keith and I are good buddies. We play him dodgeball all of our life together, you know, like Keith's really good at dodgeball. He's a little better than I am, you know, he's just a little special in the dodgeball. You ever get around people that are just, everything just works out for them? They're just, they're just, you don't know why. Even when they do things wrong, it seems to work out right. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm that person. So Keith, you know, there's something special about him. And then one day he gets up at church and he goes, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And the Lord's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to bind up the broken heart, to pre proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners, to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion a garland, oil of joy instead of mourning, mantle of praise instead of spirit of heaviness, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. He gets up and he starts preaching Isaiah 61. And you're sitting there and you're like, that's the guy I played dodgeball with. There's something different about him right now. There's authority in the words that he's saying. And then he says some stuff that challenges my heart. And all of a sudden I'm like, I don't like that guy that I used to play dodgeball with. I'm going to throw him off a cliff. That's what happened to Jesus in Luke chapter 4. Religion hates the anointing. Devils hate the anointing. Why? Because the anointing destroys their kingdom. That's why the devil's okay with the Holy Ghost not being active in church. Billy Graham once said this. He said, if the Holy Spirit were withdrawn from the church in the 20th century, 95% of the church's activities would just keep on going. If you don't like that quote, take it up with Billy Graham. He's in heaven. 
Verse 39, and we are witnesses of these things. Acts chapter 10, verse 39. We are witnesses of these things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, who they killed by hanging on a tree. That's pretty radical, isn't it? The people that he created crucified him. People just like you and me. Him, God raised. Say, God raised. raised. On the third day and showed him openly. Say, openly. openly. Not to all the people but to witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that is he who was ordained by God to be the judge of the living and the dead. Everyone in this room, you will stand before God at a throne in your future and you will be judged. And you'll be judged right here. To him, all the prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. If you believe in him, your sins will be deleted. They'll be obliterated. They won't be found anymore. But if you disbelieve in him, you're already under a sentence of condemnation. You're already dying in your sins. And Jesus came to rescue you, to heal you and to cleanse you from all iniquity, from all the brokenness in your life. But some of us, we say, but Chris, I was, I was born with this issue. I was just born this way. This is, this is just who I am. Yeah, I was born a certain way too. I was born into sin as well. That's why I need to get saved. The Holy Spirit says, go there. There's all kinds of things people say they were born into in these kinds of days. We make excuses for dysfunctions in our life instead of coming to the cross of Jesus Christ and saying, Jesus, what do you want to do? What do you want to say to me? And do you know why the world is living in dysfunction? Because we don't preach. We don't preach. We don't love. We don't go to people. Okay. Keep going. Paul talks about sexual immorality in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. He says, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, he says, um, thieves, the covetous, swindlers, drunkards, homosexuals, effeminate, will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now it's getting quiet in here. What does he mean? What does he mean? He literally means if we choose to stay in dysfunction instead of bringing the dark areas of our life to Christ, they will lead to death. We're already dying in sin, but Jesus came to rescue us from those things. Now, some of us in this room don't even believe this, but that's because we don't believe the Bible. That's because preachers aren't bold enough to talk about it, aren't bold enough to quote it. So Paul also says, don't even eat with people that are like that. But you know what he was saying? He wasn't saying don't eat with people that are like that, that are in the world. He's saying don't eat with people that profess that they're believers and teach other people to do these things in the name of Christ because they're teaching false doctrine. They're teaching the doctrine of demons and they're enslaving people to sin. He said definitely eat with people that aren't Christians, that don't profess Christ that don't say they're following him. Go and eat with them and invite them in. See, Jesus ate with sinners before they believed. What does the word sinner mean? We, we think of sinner, we think of like this like legal thing, like, man, oh, they're a dirty, rotten sinner. Sinner means to miss the mark. It means to miss the intention of your design. It means to fall short of God's glory and intent for your life. 
Paul says, go and eat with them. Jesus ate with sinners. Well, but Chris, but God can't be in the presence of sin. Well, God got in your presence, didn't he? That's how you got saved. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Oh, but Father's too holy to be in the presence of sin. Well, I don't know what Jesus was doing walking around with all the people that were hurting. While we were yet sinners, while we were lost, he came to find us. You didn't find Jesus. Jesus found you. You just saw that he found you, and you're like, I found him. Someone came to you. Someone preached to you. Without preaching, people won't ever have faith to receive. He commanded us to preach, verse 42, and to testify that it was he who was ordained to be God, the judge of the living and the dead. Whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. If you're having issues in your life, that's your problem right there. You don't know that you've been forgiven. You don't know that your sins have been deleted. Abba, Chris, but I got to go to another counseling session. I just got to, I just got to get healed of these issues in my life. No, you need to meet Jesus and believe what he says about you. If you need to go to a counseling session to hear his word over your life, go to a counseling session to hear his word over your life. Sit with somebody, let them preach the gospel to you. Close your eyes and see his love for you and hear the truth of God over your life. If you need to go to that, that's great. I'm not trying to excuse those kinds of things. But Jesus didn't preach psychology. He preached good news. He preached the deletion of sins. He preached the deletion. That's not an excuse to just like quote verses and be like, well, I'm, I'm totally clean. I'm totally forgiven. Your life looks like hell. You need to be transformed. You need to let the word have its effect in you. Do you know why people can flow and partner with the anointing of God in a church meeting, but their life can look like hell outside? Because that's the power of grace. God's grace is functioning through their life in a corporate meeting, but they're not allowing God's grace to function in their life through all of their life. I'll say it this way, through all of our lives. That's not even the message. Uh, Go with me to Isaiah chapter 61. So Jesus quotes this in uh, Luke 4, Jesus' first sermon. He quotes these verse. He was anointed with the Holy Ghost. Uh, John the Baptist came preaching a baptism of repentance. People were getting dunked in water. People were like, are you the anointed one? Are you the Mashiach, the Messiah? Are you the one that carries the anointing? He's like, no, not I, but there's one coming after me that's mightier than I, and he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals. So Jesus comes on the scene and he comes to fill our lives with Holy Spirit. To fill our lives with the third person of the Trinity. Both within and without. Abiding within and abiding upon. There's anointing of the Holy One, 1 John chapter 2, that's within you, that teaches you all things. That's the anointing of intimacy. That's the anointing of fellowship that never leaves you. But then there's an anointing that comes upon us, which is an anointing for service, an anointing to bless and serve other people. It's not just an anointing for church. It's an anointing for all of life. That's what I was talking about when I was saying, you ever get around people, every just, everything just works out for them, even when they mess up. They're like, they didn't even do that right. I have a friend, and uh, th- that's how this guy is. Go with me. Go to Isaiah 61. I'll get there. I have a friend, and uh, I-, I went to Bible school with him, and literally everything he would do just would just work out for him. 
He'd be at a wedding and he's standing next to somebody and the guy would turn down prayer. The guy wouldn't ask for prayer. The guy would be like, don't pray for me. Don't touch me. I don't want this. And then five minutes later, the guy's like, what did you just do to me? And my friend's just standing there next to him. My friend's name's Joshua. Um, and uh, Joshua's just standing there. He goes, what, what are you talking about? My, this guy says to Joshua, I don't know what just happened, but I felt this heat go through my foot and my foot's been a shoe size smaller my entire life. Ever since puberty, it's grew. My foot, I just felt my foot grow inside my shoe when I was standing next to you. He takes off his shoes. His feet are the same size. Guy wouldn't receive prayer. See, that's the anointing. The anointing is the person that just always gets A's on tests but doesn't study. No, that's not the anointing. That can be the anointing. You see, the anointing is not just limited to church. The anointing is limited by your faith. The anointing's for all of life. The anointing is the smearing upon of the grace of God in your life. The creo, the smearing with oil. Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. What does that mean? He was anointed in a personal way by a person and with power. Go with me, Isaiah 61. Is this okay? We're having fun? I'm serious. If you get done before me, you can leave. It's totally good. I won't take offense. Well, they'll get a thing up there to dismiss the kids so the kids are okay. You can bring them back in. I, I'm having fun. Jesus said these words, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. Yahweh, the creator, the am that I am, has anointed me to do what? To preach good tidings to the poor. The anointing always comes with a mission. This is the description of the mission. This is not a mission just for pastors, just for preachers, just for apostles, prophets, evangelists, supernatural people that talk in churches or people that speak behind pulpits. The anointing is for all of life, for all people. But here's the purpose of the anointing. To what? Preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Say heal. Heal. The word there means heal. It means to bring deliverance and healing to people. To proclaim liberty to captives and the opening of prison to those who are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. To console those who mourn in Zion. Give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. And the garment of praise. Yeah, Keith, the oil of joy. You know, in the church we're okay with people crying. But as soon as people start laughing, we get mad. As soon as people get happy. You know, Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, the, the man Nehemiah, his name means the comforter of Yahweh, the Holy Ghost, the comforter. He's a type and a shadow. He gets up. This man's not a preacher. This man is not, um, have some special supernatural experience that we can tell in scripture. He simply identified with God's heart and God's mission. A key to growing in the anointing is identifying with God's heart and God's mission. He identified with God's heart and God's mission to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, to provide a place for God's people to live. So Nehemiah is a cupbearer. He's a servant in a king's palace. He's a barista. He's a barista. Like that, Brother Jimmy? He's a barista. And he gets this heart for Jerusalem. He gets this heart for God's people. 
And he goes, God, would you, would you do something about this? He starts praying for God's people. And then in that place of prayer, he gets a burden. He gets this sense of like, I need to do something about this. So he talks to the king, which is scary. He could get killed for doing that. And the king says, you're supposed to do something about this. I believe you're supposed to do something about this. And he sends Nehemiah with provisions to go to Jerusalem and rebuild the walls. Now people come along and they discourage him in the process, but he just keeps going because he knows he has a mission. And in the mission was an anointing, was an endowment with power. See, the anointing of the Holy Ghost is personal fellowship with God. The anointing dunamis, Acts 10, 38, anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power, is God's power for his purposes, his affecting, his transformation. So Nehemiah gets flowing with this thing. The people rally around him. The walls are rebuilt. He gets up. They read the book of the law. People get upset. They start to weep. And then he gets up and says, hey, guys, don't mourn or weep because this day is holy unto the Lord. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. See, some of us are trying to mourn our way to get God to try to come into our darkness instead of praise our way into joy and actually enter into his address. (laughs) Pastor Nicole quoted earlier Psalm 22 It says he inhabits the praises of his people. Psalm chapter 100 says the same things. You enter into his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. Praise is the address of God. If you're having a hard time, praise. If you're feeling challenged, praise. Praise until the spirit of worship comes, until you start sensing the flow, the anointing. And then when you start to sense the flow, the anointing, begin to yield to the anointing. Now, we in the church, we're getting a little bit used to feeling a tingle and a goosebump, but what happens is we learn to yield. Moses and Joshua. Moses goes into the tabernacle, has experiences with God, has these divine downloads. God sends him out with a mission. Then his servant, Joshua, the son of Nun, remained in the tent, it says. Why was he there? Because he loved Jesus. What if we came to God not for what we could get from him, but for what we could behold in him? I'll say that again, you know, catch it. What if we came to God not for what we could get from him, but what we could behold in him? Prayer doesn't truly begin. Communion doesn't truly begin until the woes of this world are off of your chest. That's what praise does. Praise brings you into a place of communion and worship. But then once you're in a place of communion and worship, you learn how to yield. You learn how to yield. When God's anointing is flowing in a place, more happens by mistake than we could ever plan on purpose. Um, I was with my friend Joshua again. Um, this was a number of years ago. It was probably like nine, ten years ago. And we were listening to music. Uh, we were actually listening to a song that was a song they play on the radio. It was not a quote-unquote Christian song, but it had Christian influence behind it. See, not everything, the kingdom is bigger than the church. And God's anointing is on things out there because his purposes are happening through people that aren't even serving him yet, that don't even realize they're serving him yet. God is not limited to our religion. So we're listening to the song and 
We just start weeping just to the song. Just, I just feel the presence of the Lord. We're listening to the song. My, I have my hands out. We're laying on the floor weeping in his room. And I just, I'm just like, man, the glory of God. We just started worshiping the Lord to this, in this song, just experiencing his presence. As we're worshiping, we're, we're having pictures, we're having visions. These words came out of my mouth. I said, this band breaks depression off of people. See, God hates depression. Hates it because it robs people. That's why he gave an oil of joy instead of mourning. A mantle of praise is of the spirit of heaviness. Heaviness is a spirit. It comes to rob you of joy. You get to choose which one you want to partner with. Keith's practicing right now. His godly partnership. So we're laughing. We're just experiencing the joy of the Lord. I don't know if it was the exact same time, but we think it was the same night. My friend Josh, I was with my buddy Josh again. He has a friend that he used to work with who had become an actress. Um, she was an actress. She's been in television shows and movies um, that are well-known. And she had been going through a bout of depression for three to six months. Suddenly, she's listening to the same song the same night. We don't know if it was the exact same time, but we believe it was the same night. She feels a wave of heat and power go through her entire body and the spirit of depression breaks off of her life. She hears a voice, and the voice says to her, get in touch with Josh Stevens. She reaches out with this, to this my buddy Josh that I, used to, that I ran with and did meetings with and stuff. She gets in touch with him. We're in Bible school together. She says, hey, I don't know what's going on with you, but I want to meet with you. She meets with him. She shares with him the experience, and he begins to share the gospel with her and says that was the presence of God that was speaking to you in that moment, delivering you from that oppression. He shares the gospel with her, and she gets reignited in her faith. More happening by mistake than you could ever plan on purpose. The anointing. Turn your neighbor, say the anointing. Oh, I'm going to keep going. I don't care what time it is. That wasn't in a church meeting. That was just hanging out. I was in a church meeting preaching this gospel one time, and there was a woman. She was sitting halfway back in the church. She had an infection in her leg, and they were going to amputate her right leg. They'd actually already taken her left part of her left leg. They're going to amputate her right leg because of this infection. She's sitting in the meeting, and suddenly this heat comes over her whole body, anointing, power, destroying works of darkness. All the pain leaves her body. Suddenly, this is a little gross. Um, they had a carpet there, not a floor like this. Suddenly, fluid starts to pour out of her leg in the middle of church. I go over to her. They're like interrupting me. They're like, something's going on with this woman. I go, are you in pain normally? She says, I'm always in pain. I say, are you in pain right now? She says, no. You could see this nasty fluid getting out of her body. That's what the anointing does. It destroys the works of darkness. That Hebrew word for anointing, Mashiach, it, it even comes from a word to paint, to christen with oil. Um, it comes from this other word, it comes into its shemen, and it actually means glistening brightness. Brightness that drives out darkness. When you turn the light on, you don't have to say, get out darkness. The darkness just leaves. This woman, they took her to the emergency room because all this fluids come out of her body. The doctor said, we don't know what to do, but all of the sickness, all of the disease, all of the infection has left your body. Okay. 
was in Mexico City one time, and uh, we were preaching on the street, preaching the gospel, because the gospel is always anointed. If you preach the gospel, the anointing will always be there. The gospel is always anointed. The good news, what Jesus has done for us. And this man saw miracles. He came up to us. He says, you must come with me to the hospital. My wife's in the hospital. You must come with me to the hospital. I said, we can't go to the hospital where they're driving us to another city. We'll do something better. This idea just popped into my head. I said, let's pray for your hat. Now, I remember the story about Acts chapter 19. It says that handkerchiefs were taken from Paul. Now, I'm not Paul, but God's no respecter of persons. So he grabbed his hat. We prayed over his hat. He began to shake in the power of the street. I said, take the hat to the hospital. Lay it on your wife. She'll be healed. I say, be healed in Jesus' name. She'll be totally made whole. Now, he's not even a Christian. God said, God didn't say he poured out spirit on just the flesh that believes. He said he poured out spirit on all flesh. When you start to flow and partner with the move of the Holy Ghost, the anointing will get on everything you get around, on everything you do, every person you touch, every project you work on, every computer essay you write, every program you design on that computer, everything you do when you yield the presence of the Lord, when you yield to his power, the anointing of God will get on everything you do. And it'll begin to destroy the works of darkness. A few days later, this guy shows up at this church service. There's like a thousand people there. The pastor grabs this guy, brings him up to the front, says, this guy has to tell you what happens. He's there with seven, eight other people. One of them is his wife, Pilar. Pilar begins to tell us what happened to her. She says, when he came in the room and laid the hat on me, he said, be healed in Jesus' name. I felt this power go through my entire body. The numbness that was on my left side left. She'd become partially paralyzed on one side. They did a scan on her. She had stage three cancer. They were going to do a full hysterectomy. The cancer had eaten all of the tissue down in here. It had done all these horrible things. They did a full scan on her. Doctor said, we don't know what to tell you, but this is a miracle. All the cancer had left her body. She and her husband, their entire family got radically saved that day. Give Jesus a shout. So my buddy and I, we thought this would be fun. He takes the hat and we're like, we should just lay this hat on more people. Can I borrow your hat, Jimmy? Can I borrow your hat? Come on in down here. Bring it to me down here. Just come. I mean, I could grab it from you, but I just, just come down here for a second. This is Jimmy. He's anointed. Say, Jimmy's anointed. Okay. So my buddy, Josh, he takes the hat. It was a different hat, but he's like, well, if God could touch that hat, God could touch this hat. He, starts, he takes a hat. He goes around the church and starts putting the hat on people. Everyone he puts the hat on falls out under the power of God and goes into an experience with Jesus. He goes over to one person. Now, Jay, this is not your problem, so I'm going to put the hat on you. He goes over to one person. He puts the hat on him. As soon as he puts the hat on, they fall over. They start manifesting a demon. See, the power of God confronts the works of darkness. That's not Jay's problem. That's why I picked him. He puts the hat on him. They get to deliver demons. So my buddy Josh, he looks at the hat. He puts the hat on his head, and he starts going, just like this, imitating like the devil that was manifest. He goes, just kidding, dude. I'm fine. (laughs) Oil of joy. The anointing's fun. I want you to go around. I want you to lay the hat on somebody that you feel like needs it. I feel like I was going to do miracles today. Um, anybody, you can do this anywhere you go. He began to lay the hat. Miracles are happening through the hat all over the place. Well, the hat's touched three anointed people. Let it touch a, let it touch a woman too so it's not just guys. In. You, you pray for the hat too. Go ahead and pray for the hat. Yeah. Now go ahead and lay the hat on whoever you feel. Just go ahead. This is fun. How does the anointing come? I want, I, want, I want you to start thinking about your life. Think about the things you're called to. I look at Ryan, Ryan and Miss Andrews. Like, you guys are anointed. Ryan's been around most of the major North American moves of God that have happened in the past 25 years. 
He's been in all the places that they write about in the news that are powerful places where the Holy Ghost is moving. The anointing grows by getting around the flow. And I notice everything Ryan touches turns to gold, even things that he's not even trying. Now, Ryan, he, he gets up here and speaks sometimes. He can preach, he can do these different things, but Ryan is a businessman. What happens when the anointing touches your business? What happens when the anointing touches your mouth? You walk into your boss's office and the words that come out of your mouth are gifted with the grease of heaven. And your boss begins to tingle and say, that's a good idea. Let's follow you on that project. Here, why don't we give you a raise? Why don't we up your rate? Why don't we up your pay a hundred grand? And why don't you start a whole new department and we'll follow you in this new project. That's what the anointing does. The anointing is not just for church. We've limited the anointing to church. But see, we get to learn how the Holy Ghost moves in this setting so that we get to yield to his presence everywhere we go. When I was in college, I began to learn this as a librarian. I was a librarian once. I still like to study. I still like books. I would sit there and I would just read books about Holy Ghost at work. I'd scan people's books. I'd do a little research for them, things like that. But then I would have breaks and I would take 10 minute breaks and I would go down to the book stacks and I would hold my hands out in front of me and I begin to worship and I begin to praise and I begin to feel the power of God like a tingling come over my hands and over my feet. I begin to feel like electricity touch my right hand. I begin to feel a vibration come into my soul and my body. The power of God, the anointing for service is felt. Now, we don't live by emotions, we live by faith. But when we live by faith, his faith begins to overwhelm our emotions with his emotions. Oil of joy instead of mourning. Mantle of praise. God's really happy. Some of you don't believe me. Uh, Hebrews chapter 1. Some of you don't believe me. I can tell by your facial expression. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9 says this. The Lord God, your God, has anointed you, Jesus, with the oil of joy beyond all of your brothers, brothers and sisters, because you hated lawlessness and loved righteousness. Some of the reasons why we're not joyful is because we don't hate lawlessness. Oh, man, turn to your neighbor and say, that's not me. So how does the anointing come? The anointing comes by simple obedience and simple yielding. The anointing comes both in the go and the wait. The wait is the inner position of the heart. It's the cease striving and know that I'm God. It's the beholding. It's the beholding. A gift will cause the praise of a person, but anointing will cause praise and worship of God. There's a common parable. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's a story of someone gets up and starts preaching a great excerpt of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. And as they're preaching, people are shouting and people are yelling. They're like, it's incredible. He's pulling out all this great wisdom from the Psalm. He's pulling on the Hebrew. He's doing all these different things. People are amazed. At the end of the message, the guy sits down, the whole room sits up and starts clapping, just celebrating this man. It's okay to praise people. It's not okay to worship them. Praise is honor, it's valuing, but only God gets worship. They begin to just like celebrate what's going on. Then this man gets up after him and he felt led to read the same portion of scripture. 
and he simply reads Psalm 23. And as he starts to read, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The entire room begins to change. Tears begin to stream down people's faces. By the time he sits, the whole room is just in worship. They just can't, they can't move. They're just tears, just experiencing the Lord's nearness. It was said about the, the two different men. One knew the psalm, but the other one knew the shepherd. Do you know the shepherd this morning? When we partner with God's purposes, we find the anointing. When we partner with him as a person, we find his presence, his face. Much of the church knows how to partner with God's purposes. They're declared in scripture. They're taught every Sunday. But does not know how to yield to his spirit in our daily lives. How does this happen? It happens as we grow in fellowship or communion. What happens as you begin to commune with Holy Ghost at school, at college? You're sitting there and you just begin to, you, their teacher's teaching and you just kind of go to another place for a little bit. Now your mind can be present while your spirit is with the Lord. You begin to feel the waves of his liquid love course through your body and your veins. Suddenly people around you start to experience heaven. What if you started to glow? It's said of one monk one time, he used to wash dishes in the monastery. And while he would wash dishes, he began to glow because he was so enraptured and worship, physically glow. People would come from surrounding regions to see the glowing monk. What if you're a dishwasher today and God's call you to glow? His anointing has flow and his anointing is tangibility. His anointing also has purpose. I heard talk to you about Nehemiah. I could talk to you about Bazalel and Oholiab, two Old Testament men, the time of Moses, that were anointed by God as craftsmen, as builders, as architects and, and men that could design things. And God says that they were anointed by him for that purpose. Now, all of us get to preach, but many of you, your calling is not going to come alive until you learn of his anointing. I'm going to mean to pray for people in just a moment. Kings and priests were called anointed. The anointing is a free gift, but there still is a process to experiencing the anointing. The anointing is not a mystical reality. It's a day-by-day -day yielding to our king's presence and purpose. We want to go to church and go home. Our father wants to meet with us. Jesse, Pastor Jesse preached so last week. He preached about prophecy. When you prophesy, you're beginning to praise. You're actually coming into God's address and his anointing starts to flow. Jesus said he could do nothing on his own initiative. You can't do anything without the Holy Ghost. If Jesus couldn't do without the Holy Ghost, you can't. He said, I can do nothing. Zilch, nada, nothing, nothing, zero. I'm going to give you these quick, I'm just going to read through them, these quick practicals of the anointing. 
How do we yield and make place? Preach his word. The gospel's always anointed. Preach his blood. Oh, precious is that flow that's made me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Preach his word. The gospel's always anointed. Preach his blood. These are all P words. Praise. Praise is God's address. Declare who he is. It brings about worship, which is communion, which is the place of anointing. This invites us into face-to-face connection with God's glory. Practice testimony. Share testimony. Share it at work. De-religiousize your testimony. Share them everywhere you go. If you're not feeling the anointing in a moment, you're not feeling his presence, share a story with somebody. Change the atmosphere. Change the feel of the place. The word testimony means do it again. God will do it again. He'll do the same thing for them that he did for you, did for somebody else. Participate in his plans. Serve his vision. If you don't have a vision, serve someone who does. If you don't have a vision, serve someone who does. Some of you guys are so tormented. This is, some of us are so tormented because we're so proud that we won't lay down our own lives to serve vision. Shoot to do, do ba do ba do. The anointing comes by association. It comes by getting around people. Like Psalm 133, blessed ointment upon the head, rolling down the beard. It comes through impartation. It comes through honor. And it comes through prayer. And it comes through practicing his presence. I'm going to begin to pray. We're going to begin to pray uh, for people. Um, I used to get to lead a class when I was in Bible school called Cultivating the Presence. And in the class, miracles would happen all the time by mistake. People would just begin to feel God's power touch them. Pain would leave their body. Sickness would leave their body. Pastor Nicole talked about it at the beginning of service. She already kind of preached the message a bit right at the beginning. It was awesome. She used some of the same text verses I was going to use. In this class, um, the power of God would just radically meet people. He would fill people. They would tell us, they said, this is why I came to Bible school. I came to Bible school for this class. I came because I wanted to know God. Do you want to know God this morning? Before we pray for everyone, I want to do something right now that's so important. There's people here, and you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus. Everything I said to you this morning is available to you. But Jesus is the door. But he's not just the door. He's the one that you get to walk with in the entire journey. There's no other name as high as his name. There's no other king in the earth. There's no other religion that can get you close to God. You need to give up everything that you think is right, that you think you're like, well, but I think there's multiple ways to heaven. No, there's not. There's one way, Jesus' way. Oh, but like, but Chris, what about this other thing? What about this other religion? Every other religious leader is in the dirt. Jesus is in the sky reigning. And he's in his bride and he's in this room this morning. And he's calling you home. He's calling you to himself. He gave his life for you. He bled a gruesome death for you on a cross. He took upon himself your sin, your dysfunction, everything that you hate about yourself, everything you're trying to fix about yourself, everything that you try to hide from other people, everything 
that even you think is okay, but you realize right in this moment is destroying you. He came to destroy its power against you. And when he came out of the grave, he did. He destroyed all the power of sickness, sin, the devil. And if you're here this morning, it's time for you to surrender to him. The Bible says you must be born again. It doesn't say you, you, you could be born again or you might be born again or maybe it's a good idea. It says you must. Jesus said you must be born again. If you've never been born again, what does born again mean? It means born from above. It means born of water and the spirit. It means literally you were born once from the womb of your mother, but you need to be born now from the tomb of Christ Jesus who gave his life for you. You need to be born from his place of death and be given the gift, the free gift of everlasting life with him that begins now and will go on till eternity everybody close your eyes i'm going to have you guys respond this way first and then i'm going to have you guys if you're here this morning you've never been born again i'm speaking to you if you're here this morning you've never surrendered your life to jesus i'm speaking to you if you walked away maybe you were a kid and you walked away and it's been 14 years since you've been to church it's been 10 years since you've been to church You think, oh, I'm a good person, but something right now is happening to your spirit. God is speaking to you. He's saying, I want all of you. I don't just want run one room of your house. I don't just want the back room. I want the whole house. I want the whole house. If you're here this morning and the Lord's speaking to you, you say, Chris, I want to be born again. I want to receive forgiveness of sins. I want to receive deletion of my old life. I want to receive free life, eternal life forevermore. I want you quickly right now to not be afraid. I want you to stick your hand up quickly in the air right now. Stick it up. I'm going to look for those hands. Stick it up quickly in the air right now. You're here this morning. You're not born again. Stick your hand up quickly. Quickly, hold it up. Quickly, there's people here. There's people here. So you stick your hand up quickly in the air and hold it in the air. Jesus said, if I can, you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father in heaven. Just keep it up in the air so I can see you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, God. Now, if you're here also and you're like, I want to come back right now. I want, to, I want to serve him. I want to surrender everything. Put your hand up in the air right now. Thank you. I see those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. Man. Jesus. Jesus. I'm going to sing this song and I want you to do business with God right now. Um, and as I do, the Holy Ghost is going to begin to brood over many of you. There are people that raise their hands all over the room. Holy Spirit's going to brood on you. And many of you as well, he's going to brood on you right now. And he's going to speak to you. You're going to feel his presence very profoundly. I've been in meetings where people said the power of God came on me so strong I thought I was going to die. I was in a meeting last week where a young woman for 45 minutes was screaming and laughing in the glory of God and began to prophesy ecstatically over everybody that was moving in the room. She said, I'd never felt anything like that before, that to that extent. God's going to touch people all over the room. I'm just going to sing, Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name, Master Savior, Jesus, like a fragrance after the rain. Jesus, Jesus, keep singing. Jesus. Kings and kingdoms. Away. 
open your eyes. If you're here today and you also want to be included in this prayer of complete surrender, put your hand up right now. You want to be included in this prayer. If you didn't raise your hand when your eyes were closed, anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Real quick, I want those of you to raise your hand. I just want you to stand where you are. And if you're around them, I want you to put a hand on them. Church is about to get really messy. Just begin to pray over them. As you're standing, just tell them you give them everything. You just surrender. I'm going to let those guys keep standing because I see the Spirit of God just ministering to people. I'm going to have different groups of people begin to stand based on how the Holy Spirit is ministering to them in this moment. And we're just going to bless, I'm going to bless what the Holy Spirit's doing. And I don't care if you fall, shake, laugh, or cry. That's not the point. What's, the point is what's happening inside of you. But when the power of God meets you in a tangible way, there are results. You stick your finger in an electric socket, you're bound to shake a little bit. When your life gets stuck into the power of God, there's going to be something that happens. I remember a pastor in a meeting one time like this. He's the guy that never falls down. He's the guy that this never happens to. Power of God touched him where he was standing. He ate it face first on the ground. Just boom, just ate it. And everybody started laughing at him because they love when pastors fall down. He got up, and for the first time that I'd seen him do this, he starts calling out specific words of knowledge in church. Their church doubled in size over the next year through the miraculous flowing through their church. The supernatural began to explode in their church. Now, if God will do that for a pastor, he'll do that for your workplace. Signs and wonders don't just follow pastors. They follow those who believe. Signs and wonders want to break out in your workplace. They follow you. The Holy Ghost is touching people right now. If your power of God's burning on your hands, like you're feeling an immense power has been burning on your hands, maybe for the past five or 10 minutes, maybe for the past 20, maybe for the whole sermon, maybe it just started. I want you to stand to your feet right now. You're feeling power burning in your hands. Just stand to your feet if you're standing. Yeah, right there. There's the power of God. Yeah, you see this? Power of God is already just coming on this woman really strong. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for what you're doing. Thank you, Holy Ghost. If you see the people that are up, just, just don't touch them, but you can stretch your hand towards them. Um, just bless what God's doing. Shh, don't, the reason I say don't touch them is that I don't want you to bring them out of the experience right now. Yeah, the Holy Ghost is touching people right now. Oh, more Holy Spirit, we just thank you for what you're doing. Holy Spirit just said to me, a heart, if you've been feeling the power of God burn on your heart, whoo, I feel the presence of the Lord for deliverance right now. I just want you to stand quickly. If you feel the power of God burning on your heart, they said, didn't our hearts burn within us? Didn't our hearts burn within us? Didn't our hearts burn within us? If you saw someone stand with the heart, you can go to them and lay your hand on them. If you see someone that did that, just go put your hand on their shoulder. Just bless what God's doing. Holy Ghost, we just bless what you're doing. Increase, 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 increase. Waves of his love, increase, increase, increase. Angels of God are here. He makes his ministers a flame. Makes his angels win his ministers a flame of fire. Increase right now. Increase right now. Increase right now. Increase right now. Some of you just started feeling more just come on. You started feeling power. Now, if you haven't felt this yet, don't worry. God's not leaving you out. We'll prepare a team. We'll pray for everybody at the end of the service. Um, but if you're here, some of you guys are just like, what is going on right now? People are experiencing God's glory right now. They're literally experiencing the God of the universe touching them physically. 
Some of you are like, oh, this is weird. I've never seen church like this. Well, it's good you're here. The first time I drove a car, it was a little weird for me. But praise God, I learned how to get in the car and I let go of fear and I got behind the wheel and I get to learn from people that are experienced and I get to get around the movement of the Holy Ghost. Some of you are like, why is that person shaking? Maybe you need to go ask them why after the service. Maybe it's because they're feeling the lightnings of God consume them. Charles Finney, the great preacher, just before the Second Great Awakening, he had an experience like this with the Holy Spirit where he had to stick his head in a, in a fireplace because he was laughing so hard in the meeting. All these people were rolling around screaming and laughing. And the man preached and 500,000 people were saved in America without amplification, without microphones. 500,000 people. That's what the anointing does. Holy Ghost, we, we welcome you. We beckon you to touch people right now. Holy Ghost, touch people right now. Some of you start to feel immense heat and immense power go through your body. If that's you, stand up as well. If that's you, if you're feeling waves, there's people you just start to feel this immense power come on your head and you stand right now. Power of God's just filling you right now. There it is. Power of God's just filling you right now. Power of God's filling you right now. Power of God's filling you right now. Power of God's filling you. Some of you guys, you're like, I'm not standing because I'm so blasted. Just try to stand. The Lord's touching you right now. Lord's touching you. I just need you guys here in this section. Just hold hands for me for just a sec. There it is. It's the power of God filling. There it is. That's the power of God on you guys. That's awesome. That's the power of God on you guys. That's the power of God on you guys. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome power right there. That's awesome power. Thank you, Lord. 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 I just see the Spirit of God just touching this family right here, right behind the reeds. Could, reeds, could you stand up? And just the family behind them, just stand up. The reeds are in the blue right here. They're standing up. You're the family. You're right there. You're right behind them. Both of you guys just stand up. Just lay hands on them. Just lay hands on them. The power of God's on them right now. There it is. That's the power of God filling. Filling that family right now. Filling that family. I feel this. If you're maybe... Um, like a mother and father in the spirit, like, like you guys, like I'm pointing at you. Go ahead, if you want to lay hands on people, go ahead around, just touch people, lay hands for them, pray for them. If you're a mother and a father in the spirit, what, what do I mean by that? It means like you're, you, you've been around the church for a while, you've been loving people, maybe you're a pastor, you da da just, just, people are just gonna come, they're gonna pray for you. Some of our prayer team's gonna come around and pray for you. Keith, just go whack people, man. Just go whack them. Just go whack them, Keith. Just, just whack them. Just whack them in Jesus' name. <laughs> What do you feel going through your body when you're laughing? Oh, man, just a sense of the love of Jesus. That's like, awesome. C- come down here for just a sec. I want, them to, I want you to tell them what you felt last week. The power of God is just touching people right now. If you've got to go, church is already dismissed. That's fine. You're not less spiritual if you have to leave. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Tell them, tell them what happened to you last week. Uh, I just started laughing, like this deep kind of belly laugh. And I had this encounter, and I was seeing everything in my life, um, very similar to Isaiah 61. I was seeing every dark thing that had ever happened in my life um, under the feet of Jesus, and it was this victorious laughter. Um, and the, just the joy of the Lord restoring every, um, everything that was ever stolen from me. And everything I had ever mourned. Yeah. yeah, yeah. God, I just thank you for the restorative power of the Holy Spirit. God, just the joy 
that you're restoring to people right now. God, I thank you that you see every aspect of our lives. God, and that nothing, nothing ever happened without you knowing it. And I just release the power of uh, just the oil of gladness over everybody in here, God, that just wants to receive it. I'm like shaking right now. You see that? Yeah. <laughs> I actually had a feeling you would ask me to do this. Um. <laughs> wow, yeah, I just feel the electricity of, of God right now. God's just going to do this. I need all the people right in here. If you don't believe in this, it's too late. I just, you guys just stand for me. Just right in this area, right in here. Just stand. Just stand for me. Do me a favor. You're already family. You're going to be with family in heaven. Just hold hands for just a sec. As you do, the power of God is just going to start touching you right there. There it is. There, that's the power of God. Woo! That's the power of God just filling you guys right there. That's the power of God. Somebody right in there, you were just healed of a thyroid condition. Right in there, your thyroids were just healed. There's, some, there's a physical miracle happening for this sweet gal right here in the purple that I'm pointing at. There's a physical healing happening in your body right now. Just feel the compassion of Jesus just healing you right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We just bless what he's doing. We bless what he's doing. You just see like a, like a swirl of God over there right now. Um, I need, Kristen, could you just get behind that girl right there? Just stand behind her. You just lift your hands right now, daughter. Just lift your hands. I'm pointing at you. Right right there. Right. Put your hands. Yes, you. Yes, you. Lift your hands straight up here. There it is. Fill in Jesus' name. That's power on you right there. That's the power of God on you right there. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. I don't care if she falls. I just care that God's touching her. There it is. It's power. There it is. It's getting stronger. Holy Ghost, we love what you're doing. We love what you're doing. There it is. 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 Take the anointing. 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 Take the take 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 take. Receive. Receive. Take 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 the anointing. Receive. 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 Spirit of deliverance over your life to deliver the oppressed. The spirit of deliverance over your life to deliver the oppressed. It's not for you. It's for other people. It's not for you. You're free. You're already free. Spirit of deliverance over your life to deliver the oppressed. To deliver the oppressed. Chloe, I want you to, I want all the people behind Chloe, just stand right here, this whole row. Just stand right behind Chloe. Stand, Chloe, I want you to just lay hands on all them. I just see the Spirit of God touching them. Tessa, come out here for a second. I see the Spirit of God all over you. This is awesome. This is awesome. This is awesome. How many of you guys are feeling the Holy Ghost in this place right now? This is awesome. How many of you guys still want to feel the Holy Ghost? Celebrate what God's doing with other people. Bless you, Jesus' name. Lay hands on her, Rebecca. Just power God's all over her. Shh, man. I just want to read the scripture. This is out of Isaiah 61 as well. It says, Instead of your shame, there will be a double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion. They shall have everlasting joy. 
For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrong. I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Just stand, the anointing's on you. Just stand, lift your hands. Lift your hands. <laughs> something. You want to help? Just keep your hand. That's awesome. That's awesome. What are you feeling right now? I'm just, 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 just a little weak. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, what? Okay. I'm, I'm just, uh, my legs need to sort of... Okay, there we go. Receive it. You gotta learn how to yield. I don't I don't care if you fall, but you gotta yield. Give up control. Give up control. Come here, Trevor. See the anointing all over you. Just come here. Come here. Come with them. Come with them. Help them out. What are you feeling right now? What's happening to you? Joy. What do you mean? Just what, what's going on? Ooh, my body is all heated. <laughs> That's awesome. 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 Yeah. Oh. Some people get offended when people fall down in church. But you need to figure out what's going on with them when they get back up. That man's only been on fire like this for a few months. And he's seeing crazy breakthrough everywhere he goes. Kevin, the Beckmans, will you just stand up? I just see the Spirit of God on you guys. Just hold hands. If you got to go, you can. It's fine. I don't know why anybody else would want to go anywhere, but I get it if you need, you have commitments or whatever. Yeah, it's the power of God on you, daughter. You feel the joy of the Lord filling you right there. That's awesome. Don't put your hand over your mouth. What are you doing? Go over there, Keith. Just just help out. You guys are blocking my path. This is awesome. Yeah. Can I scoot through here for just a sec? If you're hungry and you're feeling left out, just Holy Ghost is moving everywhere. But if you're hungry and you're feeling led, maybe you feel left out. I just want you to come to the front. Why? Because maybe you just need to get out of where you are and just kind of get out of your safety zone. And the team's going to lay hands on you. If our prayer team could come up, they're going to pray for people. Our prayer team too. But if you're like, man, I'm just feeling left out. Just come on up, sit in the front row. Just get in here where God's doing. You're hot. It's hot. It's very hot. What do you mean it's very hot? It's hot? Feels like hot flashes? But she's too hot. She's too young for hot flashes. Prayer team, just go ahead and grab people. When you go over by the front, just bring them over by the front row so they can fall into a chair. Howard, if you'll pray for people on this side. If you need to go, we'll just let you guys go. We'll just keep praying for people. Yeah. Ben, the power of God's on you. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift. It's awesome. It's awesome. 
This sweet gal right here in the rose-colored jacket, the power gods on you, just stand for me right where you're at. Yeah, yeah. Just stand for me right where you're at. Just lift your hands. There it is. Just let the Holy Ghost fill you right there. There it is. It's the power God on you. It's a new day. God says it's a new day. It's a new day for your family. It's a new day for the things going on in your life. It's a shifting day right now. It's a shifting day. It's a day of alignment. It's a day of Isaiah 61. Everything coming into alignment by the Spirit. We bless what you're doing. Somebody's left ankle was just healed. Somebody's left ankle, just begin to check it. Your left ankle just got healed. Somebody who had numbness in your feet, especially in your toes, your left foot, the Lord Jesus just healed you. Just check right now. Someone here, you've got an issue with, I don't want to describe this. It's, it's a stomach issue, but it's like this sharpness, pain in your stomach. The Lord Jesus just healed you. You're in this section right here. The Lord Jesus just healed you. Deviated septum was just healed. I just heard the Holy Spirit say emotional disorder. Someone's being delivered right now of an emotional disorder. There's actually a diagnosis. It's been in your family. It's been upon your family. I command it to go in the name of Jesus right now. I break its power in Jesus' name. Someone just started feeling this heat come into your lungs. The Lord Jesus healed your lungs. He's healed your lungs. Do you have some words of knowledge? Words of knowledge, going once, going twice. Just say it, just say God's healing. Just call stuff down. Yeah, God's healing people of arthritis and joint issues. Come on, if that's you, just say, thank you, Father. Amen. Yeah, God's healing. Yeah, just again, he's healing arthritis and joint issues. If you just get pain when you're just moving around, it's leaving right now. You know, every issue in our bodies, actually God wants to heal. And whether you see the healing today or next week, or next month, you can still persist in faith for it because he wants it. Yeah, God's power is just touching people right now. Yeah, he's just ministering to people. Why are you doing that with your shirt? It's hot. <laughs> what do you mean it's hot? I mean, it's like hot flashes, only I'm not 60, you know. <laughs> More Holy Ghost. Ryan, it's happening right now, bro. It's happening right now. It's happening right now, bro. Power God's on you so strong, brother. Power God's on you so strong, brother. If you have a prophetic word for somebody, you can go to them and whisper it in their ear. Make sure it's encouraging, edifying, uplifting. God's doing stuff all over the room. We're going to keep praying for folks, but I'm going to officially, I already did this, but I can, I'm going to dismiss because in 20-ish minutes or so, we're going to do the prayer servant training. 
We're going to be praying for miracles. We're going to watch more miracles happen. Um, we're going to teach you how to pray for the sick everywhere you go. Anybody like that? Awesome. So go take a bathroom break if you want. You could stay with chat like too, but just just do the hangout chat, chat maybe in the back or, or out. In about 20 minutes or so, we'll transition to the class. If you need to go get a sandwich or something, you can go grab a sandwich real quick. Even better, just fast and soak in the glory. Jesus, we honor you for what you're doing here today. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.